Hello, mate. What's your name? I'm Chris Ryan. Chris Ryan. What do you do, Chris? I turn sad stories into laughter, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Another episode of Crowdworkcast. My name's Andrew Barnett. Thank you for joining me. Now, my guest this week is Christine Ryan, who is uh, one of my favourite acts to work with. Uh, she's a very, very funny comedian. She was based in Canberra until recently, but now I am proud to say uh, she's Sydney-based comedian. Um, still Canberra girl at heart, I suppose, but uh, no matter where she lives, she's still very, very good. Now, her new show, Busy, is coming to a bunch of festivals in 2023, including Melbourne Comedy Festival, Sydney Comedy Festival, Canberra Comedy Festival, and Perth Comedy Festival, possibly others. So the best way to keep on top of where you can go see Christine is follow her Instagram at Christine Ryan Comedy. She updates all her dates, etc. there. She's very funny. I can't recommend going along to see her highly enough. Uh, if you want to see me live, uh, December 9, I'll be in Thoreau at Ryan's Comedy uh, at Ryan's Hotel. Uh, December 10, I'll be at the Panthers at Penrith uh, as part of the Christmas Crackers Showcase there. I believe I'm hosting, which is going to be fun. And uh, we'll be doing the same at the Juniors at Kingsford uh, on December 16. So uh, get along. See me, see Christine, um, give Christine a follow, follow me on all the socials. And uh, other than that, let's just crack on with this episode. Enjoy. I think now, full disclosure, this is our second take at this <laughs> intro because I didn't hit record properly. Um, and I love that turn of phrase, turn sad stories into laughter because comedians as we discussed, have so much trouble just saying, oh, I'm a comedian. Yeah. But you're full-time. You're a you're yeah. a proper comedian. Look, I'm doing my tax this afternoon. Let's see how, <laughs> how proper I am. <laughs> Mate, any day I can get away with paying a few bills by making something up. Totally. Just... Can't so, believe my luck. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, that's How is this possibly a job? Yeah. You know? How could something exist that suits a scatterbrain you know, a self-loather. Yeah. A, um, you know, like, and also a show pony. Like, what combination of, cr you know, creature? <laughs> it's a weird, uh, it's a weird, like, dynamic comedians have. Because my wife is is fascinated by and try and explain to people, um, like, friends and stuff when, like, you know, they come, like, they, oh, let's go to the show. Let's, just, you know, let's go to dinner beforehand. And, Andrew, you come for dinner. Or go to dinner afterwards. And she's trying to explain. Like explain no 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 he just he won't be fun yeah <laughs> is like, that right because I good company I hate I love I mean I love when friends or acquaintances random long ago acquaintances might out of the blue be like I'm coming to the show do you want to have a drink beforehand and I'm like I do I really do but I can't I'm yeah, just no. I'm just like cardboard but you know yeah. <laughs> before a gig so much like I'm just like no this is like I can't like it I can't take the time to listen to someone, like actually have no. a chat with a friend and engage with them. No. Because no, it's I know. all in And then you head. think about it, like you step back and you look at yourself and you're like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Like seriously, grow up. Yeah. Like it's not that hard. You've done it before. Why are you acting like such a, you know, a, a prima donna? Well, the other thing, mm. I, the other thing that I feel would be really insulting if any of them ever see this was <laughs> you, you go to dinner or you briefly chat to some friends at drinks before you go to your show but then you go backstage to the green room and 
chat to other comedians and you're more than relaxed. You're on fire. <laughs> you're yeah. just like, yeah, hey, hey, you're talking about ludicrous. everything except the gig that you're about to do. But because I know. the context is you're all in that same position. Yeah, yeah. It's so true. And I do love that about hanging out with other people that do comedy, mm. you know, because they are people mostly that you wouldn't, I wouldn't meet yes. in my day-to-day life. And I do love that you can just tap straight into a deeper level of conversation. I don't know whether it's just allowed or expected, but I feel like small talk is something that comedians don't do very well. It's no. just like we either talk about something funny or real or bad, Yep. Um, but I'm not going to talk about the weather and, and what I bought at the shops. Yeah, you know? no. It's Or if you do, it's a, it's got an angle. It's it has a weird to be funny. Story. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what happened to me at the shops? <laughs> Uh, oh, this is going to be interesting. I love saying the shops. Yeah. Oh, I don't know why. Now, mm. when you say the shops, what do you picture? I... <laughs> I picture my Nan's place in Bondi, like the corner shop yeah. down the road from Nan's where she used to send me to go when I was about like seven to buy her some Alpine Light. Nice. Cigarettes. Alpine Light. Yeah. She's like the menthols, did she? Yeah. The, yeah. Nice. No, classy lady. Yeah. Yeah, Nana Mary. Um, down well, at... you can't brush your teeth all the time. <laughs> Sometimes you need a menthol. <laughs> oh man, see, because the shops now for me, like if we go, if I go to the shop, for me, I picture the supermarket. But I remember when mm. I was a kid, we were living in Corowa, which is you know sort of smaller country town, like not tiny, like five and a half thousand people. But we go, like Mum would go into Albury to go to the shops, and that yeah. was to go clothes shop, like Love go it. to go to Myers. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, I yeah. I also think of any shops as the shops. Yeah, I just love saying the shops. It's so- I. I my uh, a saying that a friend of mine uses is like a real one from the shops, you know. Oh. So like when I started getting paid comedy gigs, it's like, oh, you're like a real one from the shops. That's such a. Good, <laughs> I, love a I do love a turn of phrase like that. Like my other ones, like oh mate, like I bought one. Yeah, bought one from the shops. <laughs> like I bought one. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so good. So it looks genuine. It's genuine. Because uh, did you did your did your did you ever have the homemade clothes when you were a kid? Um. No, I did have an unusual amount. Well, actually, I grew up in India, so that's a whole thing. What? Yeah, I know. Sorry, I just throw that in there. But that explains why I had some quite handmade clothes, often with ruching. I don't know if it's ruching because I'm not a sewer, but there was a lot of fancy stuff going on. Um, Like, I don't know what. I don't even know. Like detail? There was detail. There were frills and details and pinning and there was stuff. Uh, Okay, we have to get into this. India. So... Oh, Where we don't like, have what to is be. no? I want to know now. I had no idea you grew up in oh, India. Uh, really? To okay. Talk I didn't this mean story. to throw that in there. It's really just no, no, no. This is great. Uh, my dad is an agricultural economist. In the seventies, when I was nine months old, we moved to Hyderabad, South India. Wow! And uh, I grew the Hyderabad up... Sunrisers. They were your team, were they? The... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't follow sport um, oh. <laughs> of any nature, <laughs> except gymnastics. I do. Fo- I, w- I watch a lot of gymnastics reels. Oh on really? Instagram, yeah. Really. Now, just so you know, yeah. right now, if I got that team wrong, there are people hammering me in the comment section really? of this. Yes. Oh, oh okay. massively. That's fascinating to me that people take their, especially oh. Indian cricket. Oh. Uh, it is taken very seriously. Okay. But uh, why gymnastics reels? Oh, because they're the gymnastics is the best sport in the world. 
What is it about gymnastics? I used to do it as a kid, but, okay. but it is so hard. Like yes. when you see people doing backflips on the beam and, you know, and, and it's just, oh, there's nothing better, mate. It's so satisfying. Good watch. Yeah. Give it a go. Get it were, in your algorithm. Were you the ribbon? That's oh, my no, favourite. No, no, no. <laughs> no, that's a... That's... And the, the ball where they catch it, they throw it up and no, do a flip and the, then catch it. No, that's the other kind. I do the artistic gymnastics. That's called something rhythmic. Rhythmic. That's rhythmic gymnastics. That's gymnastics totally to music. Totally different vibe. Oh no! Just gymnastics with less terrifying danger. Yeah, that's gymnastics. Mm. That's closer to fizzy. <laughs> you s- no, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. The gymnastics community, come at me. See how we go. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So I grew up in India. Oh wow! So and how long until were you I was there? nine? Nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Do, yeah. do you remember? What do you remember of that time? Oh, it was great. Loved it. Like yeah. we had. Um, we had heaps of boulders out the back of our joint. Um, it was an under. It was not developed like it is now. Like Hyderabad now is like this bustling mm. city with IT workers and you know office high rises and things. <clears throat> but when I grew up there, it was quite small and there wasn't a lot of development. So there was these huge granite boulders everywhere. Like and it was just hot and you could go climbing boulders and there were snakes. You know the whole thing was yeah. kind of exciting and yeah. uh, and great mates you know you had a small tight-knit international community that all went to the same school and um yeah it was just loads of fun great food ah just the best loved it south indian so is that is that mostly vegetarian a lot of vegetarian yeah yeah. um and i loved it and it was um like biryanis and and talis and and dosas and stuff like they're still my favorite foods um and I think when we came back to Australia, we, we moved to Canberra. Dad got a job in Canberra. Um, well, it's same, same, isn't it? How about the Canberra? <laughs> I couldn't believe how bad the food was in Australia. You know, like, I'm not casting aspersions on my mum, but she herself said, I can't cook. This is terrible. And I, I, <laughs> um, and I, I just remember it was chops and three veg, you know, yeah. and I hated it so much. And at one point I turned vegetarian just because I was hoping someone would give me a dal, you know, um, <laughs> and I was sick of chops. The only, the only dal you got was like from the lady at the shops. There you go, dal. I'll take go, those dal. back to your nan. Exactly. <laughs> yes. yeah. That's um, yeah. That like, I think Australian, and I'd like to say Australian food has improved immeasurably in my lifetime in terms of just the range of stuff people eat mm. i suppose which is probably you know just a sign of more multicultural oh yeah and, thank goodness you know. yeah. and it that is the thing yeah i can imagine though coming back to australia in those days yeah. even trying to get indian food like yeah yeah it wasn't a it wasn't a big thing and so the food was a disappointment but every other aspect i couldn't i felt like canberra was hollywood you know it's like <laughs> oh my god there's mcdonald's what you know like, yeah. i mean i think back then it was only at the gold coast but um when i'd visit my cousins at the gold coast we'd go to mcdonald's and to like surface paradise and to the grundy's arcade where we'd play space invaders and stuff and i just thought well this is the future i'm living in the future now you know like (laughs) (laughs) i remember going into we used to have to get where in coral when we were kids we had especially when we i think there's a mcdonald's there now but when i was growing up that we hadn't there was no fast food chains Mm. uh, not even a pizza place i remember going in for birthday parties to have my birthday party at the Pizza Hut dine-in. Oh, man. The works. Remember when you used to get the oh, all-you-can-eat, the mate, works? the salad bar. Oh. I just, you know, I still miss the bacon bits at the salad bar and the Thousand Island dressing. Like, I've never had a salad as good as at Pizza Hut. Oh, you, what, you never <laughs> ate at Sizzler? 
No, I can't say I recall the Sizzler salad. Sizzler, bar. oh man, really? Sizzler, Sizzler had a good salad. Yeah, bar. right. Yeah, good, good sneeze guard <laughs> to, to keep you <laughs> keep you from really getting your head in the salad. But um, wait, that was there was a time, yeah, when the all you can eat. Were. The salad bar was a great thing, you know. And it's funny because it's not a Pizza Hut is not known. I mean, it's not branded for the salad. No. And yet here we are talking about the salad more than the pizza. But, well, but that Telling. was too trying to explain to my kids that when I was a kid, you used to be able to dine in at a Pizza Hut. Yeah. <laughs> my mum and I, when when my dad, because he travelled a lot for work, um, and when my dad would go away, mum would get me, and we would go to the Pizza Hut and eat in. Oh. And mate. It was so good. They were happy days. What the ice cream too? You used to be able to pull your own oh, soft serve ice cream. Yes. Had the machine. I remember. So one one fateful trip. Um, turns out the machine had. I don't know if they just changed the. It turns out it was just a bag, a gelatinous bag of ice cream, oh, which you don't want to see that. You don't. In terms of you lose the romance for the soft yeah. serve. But um, I. Pulled it. I don't know if it needed changing or just been changed. And I so I pulled the handle down, and it just oh, <laughs> no. like just an explosion of oh, ice cream went yeah. everywhere. And then I'm just looking at my bowl because it sort of hit the bowl <laughs> and just gone everywhere. And even after I'm just looking, going, "There's there's no ice cream." <laughs> I'm just wearing it, and all I could think was, oh, "How many how many bowls of jelly do I have to have before they refill the ice cream?" Oh, like um, yeah, it I was. But yeah. there, I was. I good was days, big, though. Oh, great! Good days. memories. Two two slices of pizza, fifteen bowls of ice cream and jelly. Oh, go home. Oh, best. I used to have um, birthday parties at Pizza Hut. Yeah. I mean, I wish I still could, to be honest. Yeah, I reckon ma- I'd love that. Oh, mate, you imagine, like you know, you just go, you go on to this, but Pizza Hut. I know. Pizza, I would actually I would go clear. if there were a salad bar and someone had their fiftieth at because I'm forty eight. It's coming up. Yeah. Um, I actually went to a. A birthday party for a little kid recently because I had to. I was staying with... Um... <laughs> not, not just a hobby of yours? Because <laughs> oh, I was walking past and I mean... I mean, how good are kids' yeah, parties, eh? Fairy bread. I, I mean, mean what, what am so I going to do? Good. Don't you just want to be at them when you're a parent? Um, I So I was staying in England with a friend that... Actually, that I grew up with in India, Claire. She was across the road. She was my best friend. And I and her son, who's seven, was attending this gymnastics party. Oh, look, this is two of your favourite things. It really was. And I was sitting there watching all the kids sort of tumbling and doing the little, th- you know, warm-ups and stuff. And, and all the parents are just sort of standing there behind glass watching and, and trying to talk to each other. And I thought, well, I would actually prefer a 50th gymnastics party. I reckon that'd, be, that'd go off. Imagine how funny that'd yeah. be. Get a Imagine cup. trying to stretch and that and... Everyone's in their trackies. Couple of couple of white wines into a few of the mums, and all of a sudden, you know, I used to be able to do the splits. All right, let's let's see it. And there's just ambulances <laughs> yeah. backing in. You know, exactly. just... That is, yeah. yeah. And then catered by you. You have a gymnastics party that then mm. all of a sudden Pizza Hut. Yeah, salad up. salad bar just rolls in. Yes. Give me that any That'd day. Be... I would actually, if yeah, that could be an ideal 50th. That is, you know what? You've got two years to plan this out. <laughs> I wonder if Pizza Hut will get back into business. I think we've oh. given them far too much uh, yeah, yeah. time. Sorry about that. So especially this, uh, Domino's is the sponsor of this. Are you kidding me? No, yes. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Oh, you'll be cutting all this oh, out mate. then. No, it's, um. so you grow up in 
India till nine. Mm. How much of a culture shock was coming back to Canberra? Massive, yeah, massive. Because just even the weather. Oh, and having no mates whatsoever on the earth. Oh, yeah. Right? So you show up and who are you? You're just this chick with a weird accent. I had this mashup oh. accent of like Indian, Australian, American, German, you know, South yeah, African. Yeah. It was this, this whole weird blend accent. And you show up halfway through year five. And um, yeah, it was, I didn't, yeah, I didn't really, it, it's hard to explain what it was like because I don't know what it was like for other people. But for me, I felt like I had to make a, an impression pretty quickly. Um, I think I always, this is probably where the comedy weirdness comes from, mm. is, is that, hi, I'm here. Hi. Yeah. Don't forget, I'm, I'm a whole thing. <laughs> um, and so <laughs> I quickly got into dance and gymnastics and stuff like that. And then um, the movie Flashdance came out. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, I remember Flashdance. Do a, I remember Flashdance? It was Dance. a great film, mate. Top, top ten for sure. Um, and I learnt the choreography to the closing scene of Flashdance where she auditions to get into this dance school. And I, I, what I thought was, if I do that for my year six teacher, she's going to call someone fame like got fame school or something yeah, yeah. Like, get her in she's busy she, you get her in so. she needs to get straight, hollywood get in you know <laughs> we've get, found one yeah 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 i thought that's how it works right yeah, and yeah. so and i don't know why even fame like when you're a child fame just sounds great you know like there's when you get a brain you realize actually fame must be awful yes you know i can't imagine what that must be like but when you're a kid you're like fame just means people are listening to me they know you me know? they like me <laughs> Everyone likes me. So I I'll have all the friends oh in the my world. God. So I did this dance for my teacher at lunchtime. I asked her. <laughs> and um, and that's what my show last year was a, like. That was the finale of my show was the whole flash dance story. And oh. So, yeah, I did it and nothing happened. You know, she didn't make the call. I never got called up. Um, and uh, But no I'm here justice. today, mate, and that's yeah. the main thing. Well, you know, it only took <laughs> all these years later before you got to do a podcast. With Andrew Barnett. Yes. Yeah. I, um, that's, I love thinking about those stories with the stuff you did as a kid from that teacher's perspective I know. now. Because, you know, like having kids and you, you just see the, the, the ways their brains work at different oh, points. absolutely. And the stuff they want to do and you're like, oh, okay. Like, absolutely. Yeah. And then, yeah, so looking at that, you wonder how many, I guarantee that teacher like still remembers that day. And I was like, what, what, what happened to little the, Christine? You Ryan? know what's funny about that though? <laughs> so I, that story, I have a, um, a, a friend that works at the ABC did an interview with me about the flash dance story. Mm. And other things. And he actually tried to find that teacher and he did find her. Oh, really? Yeah, because he was going to ask her to go on and talk about it as well. But she was like, to be honest, I don't really... Um, mm. <laughs> oh, my God. Which is, and I said, you know what? That doesn't surprise me because at the time she wasn't that impressed. You know, yeah. like he was just still eating a salad sandwich, just going. Right, oh, thanks for that. There's a lot of flash dance stories. I know. I mean, See, I she's, think... she's just like, oh my, which, which year one? was it? Yeah, I know. There was flash one every dance, oh, every yeah, week. There was someone doing something. Yeah. You know, like I think kids look to teachers a lot for that kind of validation, and they're like this other other adult in their lives that they look up to and you know it's it's funny you should say that because my so my old man was a teacher mm -hmm. and i've bumped into different students of his over the years and even a few at comedy gigs where you know people are like 
Did you Barnett? Barnett? Did you? I had a teacher, and you're like, oh my! And then they tell you this, yeah, yeah. Tell him that mm. this person says hello, right? <laughs> Thinking that, yeah, oh, right. I was the bane of his maths class, sort of stuff. And Dad goes, "Who? Yeah, <laughs> it's heartbreaking." He goes, oh, isn't it? I think. And then he asks me. He always does this. He goes, "Was was she?" Was her brother? I'm like, I didn't ask who no. her brother was. I just, she, no. it was. I, I'm so lucky to remember students. the names. Yeah, so many. And then, yeah, the, the that in because I suppose in your head, like the teacher is the singular person, absolutely. But in their head, there's thirty of yeah, you I know. sitting there. And that's the way of the world. It is know? like, and and it is. It has parallels in comedy. Oh, you know? <laughs> I think we all. It's funny because we'd all do, and you see it now. Like I think people whinge about it saying that there's more like it now but I don't think it's any more like it it's just more evident because of social media but this idea that we're all sort of just the hero in our own movie oh, going mate. on like, most people have lived like that forever but now That's you so just true. get to see it play out because they're actually filming their own movie most I of know, the time I know and I I you know when you say that I just want to curl into a ball <laughs> because honestly I mean there were, remember the time before social media when we didn't have our phones on us like we do now yeah. and we actually we actually were in a room talking to people yeah, and paying attention and actually you would accidentally see someone and meet someone new or you know things would happen in your real life and you were open to them and um and you were i just feel like i was a healthier person mentally before phones i i i find that i used to go I went through a period where even I'd go if I'd go to the, the shops um, to <laughs> yes, get the shops. to get like you know the groceries or whatever. Sometimes I'd just have my headphones in, it's just a bit of music, just mm. to tune out. Like mm. you know, because like oh this will get me through that. And yeah. now I actually really consciously, yeah. I went through a part phase where I do it, and then I'm like, I'm like, did I get that? Did I not? I'm not focused on what I'm actually oh, doing, mate. and it'd take me way long. And so now I'm like very much conscious. Okay. That's good. I'll listen to whatever in the car yeah. on the drive there, you know, sing along, turn the car off, go in and just try and... Yeah, that's good. That's good. I mean, I'm I'm also trying... I think it might be an age thing too. You, yeah. You sort of figure, like, I've reached this point. I think I should be happier than I am right now. You know what I mean? Like, or, you know, like, or I think there's a better way or I think there's a way to give me more peace or whatever. And I, I try and, you know, I'm always trying to improve my outlook or you know, make my life experience better or... I, I think yeah. that comes to, with like, very much, like you say, it's an age. I think it's partly an experience, like, a, just an experience thing where you get a bit of perspective on that. Okay, there's mm -hmm. actually no... Like, because when you're young, you think, okay, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and I'll be happy. That's my life. And then you realise, life actually goes on way longer oh. than you thought. And, <laughs> if you're lucky. Yeah, if you're lucky. If you're lucky. Um, yeah, all going well. Yeah. Um, but like even a, even a career in comedy, like it, it like when you oh. first start, you think, okay, so I'll do this and I'll make it. And then, oh. it, and you realize it's actually, it, the, the goal isn't the, the big pop at the start. The goal is just to have a lot, like a long career where you're still able to work in mm. 20, 30 years time where you want it, oh, if you mate, want to. And that is so true. And I think... Um, finding a way to be grateful for every gig and, yeah. and not become complacent or lazy or take it for granted um, and to not be jealous or, you know, not look yeah. sideways at what everyone else is doing and keep focused on your thing. I really admire hardworking comedians with longevity um, and it, it is so 
easy to lose the passion for the thing that you wanted the most in the world. Yeah. And you think, how did that ever happen? How does it ever... And if you do have a long career, you're lucky. Um, you will go through peaks and troughs of, of passion and commitment and... And, and a little success. bit, of, and and malaise, and maybe not success, and yeah. then that'll propel you. But but life is not a straight line; it will go up and down, and we have to like this is just what I'm trying to understand and and work with as a human being, not just as a person that does comedy every now and then. You know, I, my big thing at the moment is I'm trying to just enjoy the process of it all, mm. and then mm. like how did it explain to me if you just get and you do the job day to day the career will eventually look after itself like where you, if you'd start looking too far ahead and you go i want to be there there's so many variables that can take you off that path yeah. and off this but if you stay focused on what you if you're doing day to day what you want to do then you end up essentially where you wanted to be yeah like it's, discipline is a big problem for me yeah uh, yeah same <laughs> but you got to i think having the awareness of the discipline too like and mm -hmm. i think too like it's very easy like i don't know about you i go through these phases where like you know i'll go okay, i need to write something and then nothing's coming and i'm like you have that insecurity but i might never have a funny yeah, thought no. again and then sometimes then when you're not when you're sort of half yeah. focused on something else then that's when it starts to come and it's just understanding, okay, just trust that you've done this before. Yeah. It'll happen. It'll you've come. just gotta you've mm. just gotta trust It's incredible how um inventive and creative I can get avoiding writing. Yeah. I can be a genius at avoidance. Um <laughs> not so much at creation. You know I, I've always said if you want me to do something, give me something else to do that's yeah. much more pressing. Yeah. And more important yeah. and then you've got my full focus on the thing that's less important and i'm hoping this works for me today because i i literally do have to do my tax oh. and so i it's going to be a toss-up which do i want to do less my tax or write my new show oh yeah and, oh man mm, it's going to go off this arvo i can see i'll probably no who knows i might want to go to the pub to be my, honest <laughs> I, my house is never cleaner and more organized than when i have to sit down and write for write my new I show know. like it's like, okay i need to sit down and work on the show I today i literally walked around and picked up crumbs with my hand <laughs> large ones because i didn't have a vacuum last week yep. and i i i honestly went oh and i just walked around and picked up a few big crumbs yeah um because i didn't want to write what an yeah. idiot it's Love. mental isn't it it's like yeah you want to anything to avoid the mm. task at hand but that's I mean, I don't know, just knowing that that's part of the process mm. for me. I'm like, okay, it'll, it'll yeah. come, it'll come. Yeah, it'll come. And then, but then knowing to, it's painful, the, the sitting down with a blank page is sort of painful and scary. But <laughs> then the satisfaction when you actually mm. do, right? I don't know, that it's like I'm two different people. When I first sit down or I'm avoiding it, I'm like, this is the worst, this is the worst. And then when I sit down and actually get something done, and I'm like, Mate, it's the best. You know I love this. I'm a genius. I'm never gonna, you know, I'm never gonna avoid work again. I'm yeah. just gonna, I'm gonna remember this. Yeah. You just got to do it. You know, just yeah, knuckle yeah. down, mate. Yeah, good on you, mate. Yeah. so good. You and, still got it. Still got it. And then the next morning, it's still back to the avoiding. It's like, I what? Know. Like, why can't I, I the know. short memory for the I, satisfaction you get from actually making yourself work? It's like we have weird little rat brains. You know, mm. it's like we we're only and only when we get that stimulation. Um, do we, we get persist, you know? Otherwise, it's just like, nah, I'm looking for some other high, thanks. <laughs> so how long have you been doing stand-up comedy now? Uh, I'd say I've, I started March 2012. So March 2012? Yeah, that was um, raw comedy, so I did that. And um, 
So I've been doing it since then. I probably went full-time about three years ago, maybe. So mm. what was the impetus to go full-time? Um, firstly, my family situation enabled it. So my my um, the, my partner got... Uh, he, he was able to take on the, the full-time care at home and so I was enabled to do it. Um, also, I think I had this strange situation where I did a run of gigs up in Queensland and they... I really was not good at them like they were hard you yep. know um there were these pub pub gigs and i i wasn't going great and i thought ah oh, you know and I, and the headliner was going great he was crushing it and i he was very friendly and we, i talked to him at the bar afterwards and he was so happy with his career you know and he was doing cruise ships he was doing these gigs and he was crushing and i was sucking and i was thinking oh maybe comedy's not for me because all of that sounds like a nightmare and i don't like these gigs and maybe I'll, <laughs> maybe this is not for me you know so i came home and i'd sort of lay down for about 3 days and then i went no bugger it i'm going to i'm going to have a full tilt at this and probably um one of the things that resonated with me to try it full time was a few years ago when I was working in events management, um, I met, I had the good fortune to meet Kitty Flanagan backstage. She was doing this massive like builders gig, 1,200 builders in the convention centre in Canberra. Wow. And she just smashed it out of the park. It was so good. As I, she does. I remember her opening line um, was something like, oh, um, you got uh, uh, builders. It's lovely to be here for you. Um, you've been stuffing up my place for ages, so I thought I'd come and mess your place up. So I, I, don't, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it was funnier than that. But um, I talked to her backstage, and she, I told her I did comedy because you can't help it when you're in. Yeah. The, you know, you just do. You just excited. You just get excited, and you're like, oh, I, I do a bit of comedy. She's like, oh, when are you going to go full time? And I went, oh no, I couldn't. No, I couldn't do that. No, I've got kids. No, that won't. Um, that won't. Do. And she, and she's like, oh, well, you never know until you throw everything at it whether you can do it or not. And that was so challenging at the time, um, but it resonated so heavily because I, later on when I did reach that point, I just thought, oh, well, all in, let's see, you know. That is, yeah, that's sage-like, isn't it? Oh, like, yeah. That's, very and it's, very I, kind of her too, to, to even talk to me like that. I, yeah. You wonder, like, I wonder how many bits of advice, like, someone mm. like Kitty's given like that. I wonder if she even had, would have the appreciation the impact that made i love those Mm. love the thought of those like people like that almost Mm. like a teacher yeah you know yeah exactly and that they've said something to you she said something to you that's it's like totally genuine just that this is the thought and you don't realize i love that thought that sometimes we're having impact on people without knowing i do also think that people come into your lives at certain times i do think that you you are you get what you are like the energy you put out is what you attract. Yeah. All right, I'm... you're in India for a bit. No, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I know 100 what you mean. You yeah, know? like I just think that sometimes someone comes into your life to tell you something. But also, I think like to to that end is sometimes you're like you could hear that advice at different points in your life, and it wouldn't mm. mean anything to you, so you wouldn't mm. hear it, you wouldn't listen. Mm. Whereas it was something that you needed to hear from someone you needed to hear it from. Yeah at that time yeah. which is where that you go like okay this makes sense this is this is a piece of a jigsaw that mightn't have been the final piece at that yeah. point in time but then you get a few more things in and you go oh here's this exactly. okay here's the picture i need to give exactly. this a crack full and, time and i think also it shows the the importance of being encouraging to people and yeah. speaking 
you know, like a lot of people hold back on compliments or or encouragement. You know, like you know how you you might get a situation where you you want to say something to someone like, oh, I love what you just did then or like I love how you do this or mm. whatever and it's always worth saying it yeah, because they need to hear it and, you know, it, it's, it, it can't do anything but good. You know, well, I, just, and yeah. I think sometimes, like the only times I've ever um, yeah, held back on the comment, it's mostly out of my... It's, exactly. It's something going on with me exactly. rather than them. Yeah. So why why yeah. wouldn't you just say, say the thing, mate, that was... Absolutely. That was a really good job, or Absolutely. you know, really enjoyed that. And then you like it. It doesn't hurt you. It doesn't no. change your no. perception. Yes, yeah, and sometimes it's either ever only out of my own insecurities that mm. I haven't said. Mm. Like I've thought it and then gone, oh, I don't know, sound like a wanker or yeah, you know I know. I mean? And then you and just, also who cares what I say? You know? Yeah, yeah. But I think people genuinely, if you if you give a genuine compliment or have even like pieces of advice, like I don't know if you've ever been asked by a, a, another perhaps comedian or or a worker or a friend or something for advice. Um, the worst thing about that is if they don't take it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, see, I've, I feel like sometimes I'm too, not too quick to give advice, like, but people like say stuff and I'll just go, oh, well, this is like, I'm happy to throw yeah. out my thoughts on a yeah. thing and I'm, take it all. Like, and most mm. of the time too, I, I, I'll often talk without listening to what I'm saying. Like people oh, right. say to me, oh, you said that to me. I'm like, did I? Yeah, like, yeah. I didn't like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, mate, you said, you told me I should really do this. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Was I right? <laughs> like, I don't, yeah. I have no idea. But I kind of, I, I like that, especially I love chatting. Like when I, there's something really nice and, and it, this is just feeds your own ego mm. thing. But when a newer comic asks you for advice on something, I kind of just like, oh, wow, that's... Yeah. They want to know what I think. I know. Because you in your own head are still starting. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You know, like I don't think if you have any ambition and and self-awareness, you never feel like you've you've achieved what you want to achieve. No. And every time you reach a new goal, you just set new ones. So you you don't really feel grateful for what you've just achieved. You just sort of like, oh, yeah, well, I'm doing this now, but, you know, whatever, heaps of other people doing heaps of better stuff. Who cares, you know? But, you know, you forget. It also gives you, like, I find I tend to appreciate what I've been able to do more when someone asks me about, like, Mm. I've had a few younger comics ask me about, you know, Fox, you know, when you're doing Fox Sports, when you're doing live TV, this stuff. And it's not until I think, I actually know how to answer that question because I did a bunch of live TV. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, fuck, wow, I did live TV. Yeah. Like, that's... Yeah, massive. Most people haven't. Yeah, and where you look and go, now, like, now I go, okay, what what am I doing? Like, I'm, I'm worried about the, you know, what mm. where where am I going mm. now? What am I doing next? But then you look back and go, hey, you know what? When you started, if I said you could have have done all this, yeah, would you be happy? I'm like, yeah, I'd be yeah, happy. Exactly. Like, I would have See, sold anything to get to this That's point. That's the thing. And that doesn't mean you don't want to keep going. And also the brain finds things to worry about. Our brain oh, yeah. needs to be occupied worrying and looking for threats and that's just how we're built. Especially I think that's one of the things I find in common with a lot of comedians is that 
like people say, oh, you know, what you got to be really smart to be a comedian. Like, well, man, nah, come come hang out with a few of them. Yeah, and I don't, we really I don't, don't feel smart at all. No, <laughs> and sometimes you hang around and go, well, I don't feel smart, but I feel mm. smarter than that person. Like, yeah, no, that's sometimes the only way I have a good <laughs> yeah, thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. The, the 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 that idea, but the one thing I think like most comedians have in common is it's just that busy brain that's always oh, just it's true. churning, thinking about the stuff it that is. when most people would have stopped. I know it's that annoying brain. It like, is an annoying brain. The one thing I talked them i find a lot of comedians talk about is like it like when you talk to them it's like oh yeah man i oh man i didn't sleep yeah i know i, I never sleep well mm, like it's mm. it's that just yeah. can't switch off and i i just see i just feel like because i've made a, a big move to sydney recently um, yes to, for, for comedy you know largely to get more stage time and um and i figure i've made this massive decision to come here and and, and my family has sacrificed for me to do so as well and so um I have to be happy. I want to be happy about this. You know, like I don't want to waste my days or yeah. nights at all because I've made this massive choice to come here. You know, so I'm actually being quite deliberate in my life at the moment. And it's probably the first time I've taken it so seriously and and um and decided I have I want to be happy and I will find ways to do that in my everyday you know and it's it's a big responsibility but i've often hived off the responsibility for my emotions to situations or people or circumstances and it's actually it's here it's my it's my job actually that's it that's an interesting realization and i i sort of lose track of that regularly to like where you're like you know i'll be happy if i'd be happy if i'd be happy if you know or i can want those things but still be happy now like that mm. okay yeah just because yeah. you haven't finished yeah and doesn't it doesn't mean... have to be so black and white i i can really switch into that black and white thinking that's my my standard yeah. that's my status quo is is it's either this or it's that you know and <laughs> yeah. it's it's so unhelpful you know like often things are n- neither it's it's a combination of things it's um so yeah i i think i'm trying to get used to uh, not feeling exhilarated all the time is fine. That yeah. doesn't mean you're not happy. Um, and and if you do feel bad, that'll pass too. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's uh, there's just so much growing up still to be done. And I kind of wanted it to be done. I wanted to be able to set and forget and be like, no, nah, well I'm good now. I know what's going on up here. That, you know, I, I I my goals very much have changed since oh, yeah? I started in terms of like I wanted when I started I was like okay I want to be able to do this now I just want to be able to like partly yes I want to get to the point where I'm like I have shorter term goals okay so in mm. this next period I want to get much better at this it's more about um I've tried to change my goal setting to be more about the things I can control. Yeah. Like, so I yeah, want to get better at writing a one-hour show. Yep. I want this hour mate? to be better at better than last. Than the last one. One. Yep. Um, and so, and you know, within that, it might be okay. I, I need some better storytelling, or I need you know a couple of. I need to structure it better. I yeah. need to whatever whatever it is. Set those goals for things I can objectively yeah. sit and go. Okay, I improved here. And then worry less about, you know, right, when you set mm. a goal going into something, I'm going to sell this many yeah. tickets or whatever. That's there's, so out of your hands. Yeah, there's so many things that it's can affect that. It's out of your hands, yeah. yeah. 
I know, it's so true. And that's a very wise way to approach it. I think that's what all the books tell us we should be doing, is mm. only worrying about what we can control. Um, certainly the Stoics say that. Um, and I think with things like the Melbourne Comedy Festival, for example, you know, yeah. like the last couple of years, there hasn't been that many internationals. Next year, there'll be more internationals, you know. Yeah. It's going to be challenging for Australian comedians. Um, you know, like we and have then, to get our heads, heads around accepting yeah. all of that and just it's all... And on the, but on the other side of it, you know, the last year, there was still on the tail end of the pandemic. Mm. So the crowds were coming out, but they were coming out... They were people instead of going to the festival, going to their whole, you know, going to see as many shows as they could. They didn't want to risk no, getting COVID because that was still isolation, and yep. so they'd pick their sure mm. things that they knew or whatever, yep. and then they go. So there was there was that challenge. So this year is going to be there'll be different challenges, yeah. and then the next year there'll be a different know, set of challenges. Exactly, and you're right. If you keep it focused on has my show gotten better, am I proud of my work? Yeah, you know, and also for me. Um, I want to enjoy myself, you know? Like, I don't want to just go down there yeah. and be like, oh, it, you know, wear the hair shirt and birch myself. It's I, It's got to be fun. I've got to have good people around me. And that's how I'm trying to approach now. Because, you know, the whole thing, you've got to be more active on social mm. media, build your following, all that uh. sort of stuff. I have very much been reticent to do that, mm. but not in out of... Like, part of me was like, I was beating myself up, like, you're just being lazy. And then, and I realised I, I hadn't found a way to use it that made me happy, yeah. that I that so gave me a answer, creative mate? Because I'm in the same boat. I'm well, terrified of TikTok, um, you know, and getting criticised by 14-year-olds in their basement. Oh, so the answer to all that stuff is you post and then never look at any of it. Oh. Like, so I just... I. What I did on my phone was I moved all my social media off the home screen so it's deep. Uh, so it's not like you pick up your phone and go, uh, oh, yeah, there's a notification on Facebook. I'll look at that. I, okay. It's funny because my, my wife will often say to me, oh, yeah, so-and-so this happened to. And it, it'll often be comedy friends of mine oh. have posted that she's friends with as well. Oh, right. And she'll go, oh, yeah, so-and-so. This happened to so-and-so. I'm like, oh, what? Yeah. She's like, oh, you didn't see Facebook. I'm like, I don't look at no, Facebook. that's very good. I don't look at any of it. That's great. Which is... Um, it took a lot of time, but I realized what was happening was I was, so I'd do a lot of weekends, a lot of weekends and all that, like I'd be going out on Friday night and now the kids would be just, they'd be sitting down to have, watch a movie and have pizza. Yep. And I'd be like, I just, you know, I need a Friday night off. I need a Friday yeah. night. And so I'd spend time looking forward to this Friday night yeah. off. And on that Friday night off, I'd pick up my phone and see people posting about gigs and uh, go, I should be gigging. And you'd get, um that missing out yeah the FOMO. FOMO yeah and so i i was never i realized i was never happy where oh, i was because man. i was always thinking about the other place yeah. i could have been and so then i just went you know what i've got to just yeah it's so wise dude, that's a really good thing took a lot of did it, it took yeah and it's still like i still catch mm. myself going you just gotta if you like uh, the good thing for me was when when and um my wife's very good at it with is okay if you're going to be she's very good you know if you're going to be away like whatever that's she's never criticized me for going out and gigging she's always been fully supportive mm. but then the the good thing that she helped me with is okay well when you're home let's make the most of the time oh, that's let's smart. have do yeah and it just changed that's very smart she's 
good. Well, the other thing is, is like I never really want to do anything. Yeah, like, right. I don't know if you're like this, but like I will like. <laughs> I never want to do anything. No, if it's in the calendar, <laughs> I don't want to do it. Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like you know, she's like, we should go like on a Sunday. We should go to this you know market or this thing yeah. that's on. And my instinct is is no, no, like yeah, that's I'm a, captain that's a, inertia. That's a guy thing. I yeah. think. Well, in my experience, that's a guy thing. But every yeah. time she's made me do it, go out and socialize with people, go out and yeah. do the things. I always had a ball and really yeah, glad I right, did it. Right, right. Which now I'm even Interesting. starting. I don't know about you. You ever rock up to a gig and just be like, like you're just on the way, you're like, oh man, if oh God, if they call and cancel this gig, I'm going to be, be so, so excited. Mate, once I had a corporate <laughs> and I got a bit from it and the bit is this. I didn't, I mean, sometimes I don't want to go to work so much that I pray for a catastrophic event. <laughs> yep. Like I don't want heaps of people to die just enough. Yeah, yeah. So I don't have to go to work, but I still get paid. That's yeah. I have had that. I don't want to have to mark that <laughs> memorial every year. Um, we're not talking that level. But yeah, I totally know the dread that yeah. sometimes. But that's all part of the not being appreciative of where you are, what you're doing. Well, now I've started even because I've realised sometimes I'm not going to get rid of that feeling, like because you're tired. And yeah. You've, you, but then knowing now, sometimes I'll get to a gig and go, oh, I don't want to be here. and then just thinking. You know what? I'm going to enjoy my mood turning around because I always right. leave those gigs going. I feel heaps better. I'm yeah, glad I did that. Right. Like I'm glad That's I made myself do it. And just sometimes I'll get to a gig and go. You know, what? I've I'm not in a good mood, but I know that I'm going to leave this feeling better than yeah. I did. And just trying to trick yeah, myself into one. appreciating that. Sometimes you do have to trick yourself. Oh. Um, a friend of mine, he's quite wise. Um, he um, he's a good comedian, Billy Styles. He ta- taught me about tricking your mind with affirmations so i know affirmations are very counterintuitive if you're a self-loather at all um and it's all about you know telling yourself you're great you're fine everything's good you're doing your best um but one of the things if you find yourself uh struggling you know with a certain situation you can tell yourself well i used to be the kind of person who didn't feel good after a gig but now i'm not like that you know, or, or whatever it is yeah. your problem is, you just tell yourself that you put that person in the ba- in the history, and then you you are now I'm this a different, different person. person. You just trick yourself that way. That's not bad. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Yeah, it's it's funny how, like, you, and that's what you realize how much of everything's just a mental game. Oh, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> like, because some people are better at, at at mental agility than others, and I just don't think I'm that good at it yet. Sometimes a lack. I of... used to be a person who thought they weren't good at yeah, mental yeah. agility. Now, now I'm all about it. I think sometimes too, I get jealous of people. You know those people that you and you see it on social media all the time. They just post, and you're like, this person has no self awareness. Oh, I feel like you're talking about me. Honestly, but... I think anyone that posts on social media. And I'm one of them. I Every time I do it, I'm just like, oh, what did you do that for? No, Who no, no. You're at the pool. Who cares? No I'm more cares thinking Chris. of the, you know, the influencer type. But that lack of self-awareness is in some ways a bit of a blessing. The people that just assume, well, why wouldn't I? Why yeah. wouldn't people be interested and in you know, that? And more power to them too. Yeah. Because I can't imagine. You know, I, I would love to just not think uh, about myself and my place in the world yeah. as much as I do. <laughs> I would prefer not to. Yeah. I'd prefer to just scoot through and be nice to people and appreciate stuff and not quadruple guest stuff. Yeah. Just just go and have lunch, Chris. Just it's be. no biggie. And it doesn't matter if you said the wrong thing or if you had spinach in your teeth. None of it matters. 
no one died. Everyone had a nice day, you know. How much do you... I don't know if you do this. I, I am the mad replayer of conversations in my head where I'm like... Because oh. you go for the joke. Because that's my first instinct too, is if I'm uncomfortable, I try and <laughs> let's lighten this up with a gag. And sometimes it goes horrendous. And just replaying all that oh. stuff in my head so often is like... Why did you... Do like, you remember that, a really bad one? Can we hear I'm about I'm just trying to think. Like, I was I was actually doing it this morning. I woke up early this morning. I played cricket yesterday, just park cricket. And I was replaying <laughs> a, a... Like, just a, th- a throw from the boundary. Oh, my like, God. We just went... And, or I just oh got completely no. wrong. And I'm like, man, everyone thinks I can't play cricket now. Yeah. They think I'm hopeless. I may as well I mean, move suburbs. You know what? You know what? I'm going to go down. I'm going to. I'm just going to practice throwing. Just go down oh the oval and practice God. throwing for a bit because I need to improve that. I don't need these. But and they don't care. Nobody's They're even given it a around. passing thought. No, not once but, have and, they thought about it. And they thought like because they like one of the the keeper made a like made a joke about it to me, <laughs> which is exactly what I'd do to anyone else, and I wouldn't think. But in my head, like, oh man, now they've all just. Oh, think that's brilliant. They think I'm hopeless. That's brilliant. And it, but it's just everything. Like, and sometimes too, in, interactions backstage with comedians, yeah. especially young, where you go for a if oh. you you don't know them that way, you go for a joke, yeah. and then I tend to, I I don't know what's going on. Sometimes I'll just go mega introvert rather yep. than say something wrong. And I'll just but is it become a wrong, different though? person. Well, yeah, no, but you know, just like if I don't know the people and they're all a bit too cool for school, and I feel like a nerd or just an outside an old lady, you know, I'm just like, nah, just shut up, no, <laughs> no, just shut up. But but I have, but then it'll turn and I'll just go the opposite. Like I remember once my friends, um, you know, Emma Parsonson from Camp Emma. Emo and Tom and them, oh, yeah, my yeah, good yeah. mates down there. We used to do these road trips. We, I think we had a gig out in Orange and we did this massive road trip out to Orange. And I remember thinking before I got in the car, they came to pick me up, I remember telling myself, just don't dominate the conversation, Chris. Just shut up. <laughs> How about you just shut up for at least 15 minutes and just let everyone else talk. Don't get in there and be all hyper and, the you know, don't go off. And, and as soon as I got in the car... I told them that I had had that thought and then I just started talking. It just, it's just. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't help it. No, I can't help it's it. It's who you are. Mm. But that's, I think that sometimes too, that's that's just a dynamic you yeah. have. That's obviously a dynamic you have as a as a group of people. And that's sometimes that's the most natural fit for that group and everyone's comfortable in that dynamic. Mm. Whereas other times where you are the introverted oh. person, you, you're clearly not. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you've got to give yourself credit for knowing your situation you're in yeah, as you well. Yeah, you do. You do have to keep an eye on people and figure out what they're going to be like. Yeah. Uh, and often you can tell from just looking at them, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Mate, you can judge a book by its cover. I reckon you can. Like, they don't put a hot chick on the on the front of the dictionary. You know what I mean? That's like, you know, you, you know what you're getting. The dictionary I don't know what you is, mean by that. Does that mean hot chicks can't be smart? I don't know what no, that No, no, no. What I'm saying is, mm. is like Ralph Magazine looks very different to oh, the dictionary. You know what does. I mean? The, the dictionary true. is all, That's true. You, know, you get what nice you get and, and you don't get upset. You That's can know true. the difference between yeah. those things. I don't know if Ralph Magazine even exists anymore. But I know exactly what you're talking but about. But that was, that was sort of what I was meaning. Like, it's like you boobs don't, and cars. Are, yeah. are in this magazine get on board yeah, yeah. so yeah. you can judge you can judge into yeah. it to a degree a book by its cover like you, I mean you're not going to get all the nuances but you know generally what genre you're sitting yeah, in yeah exactly um, but that's so it's funny you said you you 
feel like the old lady mm. in the room. So mm. you started comedy... At 38, at now 38. I'm 48, yeah. Do you... Because this is something I'm more aware of. I started... I felt old when I started. It felt like I'd started late. I was 27, I think. and But I'd... Like I already had a son. I was married. Mm. I had a kid. So I mm. felt like the older, felt older. guy mm. um, compared to all the guys that were starting out at the time. How did you find that like you, you obviously had kids, married mm. when you started. How did you find that transition? Um, I, I felt really excited to have another part of my life that was so exciting and different to the experience of all my sort of mum friends, you yep. know. And I think it it felt really a big relief to find a, a I guess you could call it a community, the co- comedian yeah. know, community that... I related to so easily like it it felt like I'd found the weirdos that were like me you know even though I'm not that I'm not that weird you know but but in when you put me among a bunch of suburban mums um you know who who know, know how to behave yeah. and they you know they're responsible people they they run a household they they run a business they run you know they work they have kids they do you know they're such powerhouses suburban mums they really they hold everything together their head is like even if they're struggling they will still hold everything together yeah. because they have to in a way um and so i i felt like i wasn't quite that and and whilst they could care about things like saving for this holiday that was happening once a year at this time and and you know and everything was very structured and uh, responsible and I, I've never felt that way I've always felt a little bit ah oh, well if I don't want to I won't do it you know like yeah. it's a kind of like a almost like a teenager attitude that I've never lost um, I, I know exactly what you mean in that sense of like you get into the com- comedy community and you like on that scale not weird at all mm-hmm. and sometimes mm-hmm. like, and I know myself like within comedians hanging out with comedians i'm seen as very normal normal. yeah i I, I probably would be i think a lot of people have thought that i'm normal um whatever that is and and it they don't know me at all and it's just because i present the same as all the other suburban mums um yeah yeah they don't know when it's funny because i i'll go be in a car like the i often joke i did one of those tours where um I was with a bunch of the... They were mostly the younger guys, but um, I was, like, helping just pack the... Set everything in the van, like... And um, Connor Burns, so, like, put the suitcase there. He goes, oh, we'll, we'll, let it, we'll let the real man know who knows what he's doing put the stuff in the van. And I said to him, I said, this, you know this is the only world I live in. Comedy's the only place where I'm thought of as a as blokey a bloke. Person. Right. Like yeah. just in the rest of my life, yeah. I don't, not at all do I measure up yeah, in terms yeah, of yeah. that sense. Like I've, the amount of like, school, like barbecues with school dads and stuff where they, they these guys And do guys you feel a bit like a fraud? Of, oh, massive In that community? Like, they've, got, they've got like jobs, they're talking work sites, they know stuff, they yeah, know how to do things, they know, yeah. they fix stuff around there. Like one of the guys, <laughs> one of the dad mates couldn't play cricket this weekend, oh, I'm renovating the bathroom. I'm like, what? Can't even imagine. Who'd you hire to, be, to do how, that? Yeah, in, how do you begin? <laughs> I know. Like what do you look at in the catalogue for Bunnings? You know, like what, what even? 
Yeah. Is a can of, a, a renovation of a, a bathroom? What? Yeah, I just I yeah. wouldn't know where to start. But no. in but when with comedians, they're all like, "Well, you know what? You, yeah, like, look I'm at like, Dad oh, here. Mate. There's Dad over yeah, here. Oh, they were calling me Dad by the yeah, end of that. Sure and I wasn't happy. Were. Just quietly <laughs> felt Cut old. Yeah. Um, mate, we are right at time now. Right. This has been an absolute pleasure. I will have to get you back because there's heaps Love more. Love to. Yeah. Heaps more. Loved I want to it. Thanks ask for having me, Barney. No worries. Before we go though, um, just plug anything, your socials, all that sort of stuff, where people can find you okay. where you struggle to post because or, or where you're going to post and feel bad about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I'll post and feel bad at Christine Ryan Comedy on Instagram probably is the one. Um, and yeah, I, I've got some split shows coming up in Newcastle and Canberra with Sarah Gore, just new material getting ready for next year. Lovely. So yeah. Excellent. Um, and as always, Andrew Barnett Comedy on Instagram um, and I think I'm on TikTok. Oh. There'll be stuff posted at some wow. stage. Yeah. Okay. I've just started... <laughs> getting stuff for that fun um yeah uh other than that thank you very much thank you christine thanks heaps Cheers.